The Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. I said, all right, Lord, you have got my attention. You've got it as loud. I mean, you're speaking loud and clear to me. You want us to have discernment. You want us to have understanding of the times. You want us to know what we ought to do. So I started writing. The Lord just started putting thought after thought after thought in my head, and I just, I journal. I just write it and write it and write it. And um, <clears throat> the Lord was talking to me about our country and, um, you know, some of the terrorists. And, you know, it was, I think the Lord spoke to me this, the beginning of October. And, um, you know, with all these terrorists that they had caught, one of the men that they had um, uh, jailed was a man named Masawi. And he was caught in Minnesota, and he was actually jailed on immigration fraud. However, when he was in prison, and he, uh, they, I guess they must have had the TV on, and uh, they saw the collapse of the World Trade Center, he started cheering. And so those in the jail or the prison thought, we better look into this guy's background. Now, what they had tried to do, they had tried to get into his computers but um, actually, John Ashcroft, our um, attorney general, is trying to get the laws changed so that if there was a suspicion, they could have gone in there. They actually applied for a search warrant, and it was denied with insufficient evidence or whatever. And so had they known his plans, this Masawi's plans, or had they known a little bit more and had been able to get into that computer, perhaps they would have found out more about this attack on the World Trade Center. What actually happened was this man was then brought to New York City as a material witness because they found out that he had made a phone call to a man in France who had ties with Osama bin Laden. And so now they knew that they were on a trail. But what I'm saying is, is that if we had had discernment, if we had known, I mean, think about what was said about these 93 terrorists that have been, um, you know, gathered up and have been now imprisoned and being held. They wanted to take flying lessons, but they weren't interested in taking off or landing. I mean, that would have sent off alarms, red flags. You know, we just don't have the interpretation for much of this stuff. So the Lord was talking to me that sometimes we get dreams. Sometimes we get visions. And we don't understand it. And we need to go back to the Lord. And we need to ask Him, give us the interpretation. When you get something... Let's say you get a dream and you don't understand it. It does us no good. It does us no good. Two years ago at our round table when you guys were there last year, well, two years ago we had stuff about firemen. And uh, as you know, 300 and some odd, 23 or 25 men were, firemen were killed in the collapse. They were the heroes that had 
As everybody was going down, they were going up. Well, we had stuff about firemen. Now, New York and New Jersey sent many of their firemen over when it first happened. We were in New York when we got this word. And we didn't know we should have been praying for the firemen for New York and New Jersey. We didn't know. We didn't have the interpretation. We thought, isn't that great, firemen? What does that mean, Lord? Ah. The other thing was, at that same time, we got biological warfare. We got, we found out that the Indians in upstate New York, that the British during the Revolutionary War had given blankets infected with smallpox and had given them as gifts to the Indians to wipe out tribes. We should have repented of it then. We didn't have the clarity. We didn't have the understanding. We didn't have the discernment. And so that, I'm going, Lord, we need to know. We need to be like these men of Issachar. Turn, to me, turn with me to Job 33. This is why whenever I wake up in the middle of the night, I now write down what the Lord gives to me. I don't roll over and go, oh, that's nice, and fall back asleep. I figure, God, you're talking to me, and I want to hear it, and I don't want to forget it. And so I have a journal by my bed, and I write it down. Verse 14, indeed, God speaks once. Job 33:14 Indeed God speaks once or twice yet no one notices it in a dream in a vision of the night when sound sleep falls on men while they slumber in their beds then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction I want to hear God's instructions for these times I want to be like the men of Issachar. I want to have understanding of the times and know what to do. You know, there's a biblical example of when God spoke to the, uh, the, the nation of Israel when they were at war. And it's in, oh my goodness, let me just see what I did with my notes. Help me, Lord. Here we go. Second Kings six eight. Now the king of Syria was warring against Israel, and he counseled with his servants, saying, In such and such a place will be my camp. And the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. 
And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him so that he guarded himself there. He guarded himself there more than once or twice. And this happened a number of times. And the next verse. Now the heart of the king of Syria was enraged over this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you tell me which of us is for the king of Israel? He's actually saying to his counselors, Which one of you is the spy? Which one of you is revealing our plan of attack to Israel? And in verse 12, One of his servants said, No, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel... Tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel. Elisha, the man of God. The man of God. Are we men and women of God? Yes. We can ask God what the plans of the enemy are, what the plans that the enemy speaks in his cave, let's put it that way and now in, in today's terminology. God can reveal the plans of our enemies to us. And the man of God went and told the king of Israel. And so he guarded himself more than once or twice. Look what happened. That was the sovereignty of God watching out for the nation of Israel. What will God do for our country? Well, we need to ask God. We need to go to the throne of God and say, Lord, your servant is listening. Just like Samuel said, uh, just like, uh, yeah, Samuel said to Eli. Remember when he was awakened at night and he heard his name and he didn't know what was happening when he finally went to Eli and Eli said, that's God talking to you. Samuel, the next time you hear your name, go back, you know, when you go back and lay down, the next time you hear your name, tell God, yes, Lord, your servant is listening to me, listening, speak to me. That's why when I wake up for any reason at night, I'm listening. I'm awake. I'm aware. I want to hear what God is speaking. When sound sleep fall on men, He opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. I want that. We need that. Do you know that in Israel, that many born-again Christians don't even go into a cafe without hearing from the Lord whether it's all right? They don't go, they don't cross an intersection unless the Lord tells them that. They don't get onto a bus unless they get permission from the Lord because of all of these suicide bombers. You know, we need discernment. We need discernment. The Lord spoke to me one last thing. And he said, we need to be like the almond tree. And I went, oh, wow, I have an almond tree. You know, one Mother's Day, Tom gave that to me. I had been asking for it. You know, I take any advantage. And any time that I can get plants or, 
you know, shrubbery for my yard. I take advantage of it. And so I asked Tom, I said, you know, I really want this almond tree. And I was aware that the almond tree is one of the earliest blooming plants in Israel. But do you know what another name? So I'm going, we need to be like an almond tree, almond tree. Well, Lord, what is that? And I'd remembered it was one of the earliest blooming trees. So I, I did some research on it, looked it up, and the almond tree, another name for that is called the wakeful tree. And it said, when every other tree lies in dormancy, the almond tree is awake. The almond tree is blooming. It puts forth its leaves. We need to be like the almond tree when other men are unaware, when unsaved people are unaware. We need to be like that almond tree, knowing what to do, like the men of Issachar, having understanding of the times and knowing what America ought to do. Isaiah 60, when the deep darkness covers the earth and deep darkness the peoples, the Lord will rise upon you and His glory will come will appear upon you and nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. And I always read that scripture hand in hand with the following chapter. Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And I I stop right there and I go, God, that is an awesome thought. And so I walk through my town and I go, or my neighborhood and I go, Wow, Lord, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Wow. People have no idea what's in me. I may look little, but I'm real big. People may have called me scaredy cat, but I've got the Spirit of the Lord God upon me. And I walk with the exousia and the deutimus, the authority and the dynamite power of God in me. And as we are sons of God, as we are His sheep, we can hear His voice. He says, my sheep know my voice. And so I don't want to miss it. And so you might think that this is a funny way to get a message from God. But this is just how God speaks to me. And I don't care how He speaks to me. I just want to hear it. I mean, didn't God do crazy things to us when we were on, when He was walking on earth, spitting in, in the dirt and putting it on people's eyes? I mean, He did things that were just so strange. So, man, Lord, speak to me. And I don't care how. Just speak. I want to hear it. Let my ears be like the ears of Samuel. Well, and that's all I've got, except I feel like the Lord was speaking to me about some people in here. Can I go for it?
I didn't hear what? <laughs> Ma'am, um, in the beige, you, you, yeah, you. Um, I felt like the Lord was telling me that you have a, um, a gifting for young people and that there is a real a draw of the young uh, to you and that your heart is for the young. And if you're not working with the youth, you ought to be because there is a real gifting there. And uh, I, I just feel that's a real strong call. Uh, and um, I just feel like the Lord's going to really increase you as far as uh, the youth. I feel that there is um, words that you will speak that will bring life to them, that um, will turn them, that they will realize that they have a, um, that the plans for, uh, that the Lord has for them are for good and not for evil. But the words that you speak to them will bring life to them. So don't minimize what you're doing or what the Lord is calling you to. I believe the Lord really wants to use you with young people. Um, and ma'am, you had that little girl that was dancing up here. Um, I felt like, uh, we were here the last time when you had her dedicated. Um, but I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about your daughter. And uh, I feel like he said to me that she's going to be a repairer of the breach. And that is a, um, that there is such a strong anointing upon your daughter that, um, let me just gather my thoughts here for what I feel like, I don't want to misspeak, um, that the responsibility that you have for her life is a great one and not to take it lightly, but because that little girl of yours is going to grow up into a strong and mighty warrior and that the calling, upon the, Lord, the calling upon her life is one that she will restore to those. Uh, I mean, the Lord will use her to restore to those the, uh, the things that the enemy has stolen from them. But she is going to be greatly used and that you need to pray for her diligently, night and day, that the Lord will direct her and use her and speak through her. Um, um, right behind Byron. Um, I feel like the, uh, the Lord was telling me that you have a resolute spirit in you and that there is a determination, um, a tenacity in you and that the Lord is going to use that with situations where perhaps um, you might feel like the enemy has come upon you or, or is, is coming uh, against you and you will plant your feet and they will be um, like... Um, in mud, but in a good way, in mud, that nothing's going to move you and that you will set your face like a flint towards the things, you know, um, the Lord uh, J Jesus sent, set his face like a flint towards Jerusalem in knowing what he had to do in that city and that you, uh, the Lord's going to use you to do um, uh, things that you need to determine in your heart you are not going to be moved by. That uh, neither opinion nor fear of man, you need to determine that you're going to set your face like a flint towards the things of God, towards the um, calling that God is um, placing upon you. And it's, it's a good thing. It's a determination. I think he's put that in you, um, you know, a, a worldly uh, term 
could be someone who, and I'm not saying that you are this, but um, just the tenacity, let me leave it like that, the tenacity that God has given you to really determine that you're going for it. Nothing's going to move you, nothing's going to um, displace you, but you're going after the things of God. I do feel that there's, um, this is for you also, I feel that there's a certain fragileness in your soul. Um, sometimes uh, people would interpret that as uh, not being as strong as others. But I, I felt like the Lord showed me um, that the fragileness of your soul is actually um, coupled with the way He made you. And He wants um, that to be turned into intercession. Um, there's a sensitivity that you have that other people would not have. And some would interpret that as weakness, but that's not, it, it, that's the Lord saying that's not a weakness. That sensitivity that you have will drive you to intercession. And so when you feel um, the, uh, the threads of fear coming at you or the sensitivity, the Lord actually created you like that so that you will go to your knees. It's like you're, um, there, there used to be um, a thing called a, a first warning in terms of an air raid and I feel like you're one of those first warning things that the Lord gives and um, he's created you that way where others wouldn't even feel a lot of the things that are going on you feel those things and it's it's created you like that so that you will be the first line of defense in certain things that other people aren't even aware of okay. and um Actually, Becky and Byron, I feel it's for your church. <laughs> um, when I sat down, when we came in, I felt like the Lord said to me, you know, I'm looking around here, and I, man, I get excited when I come into this church. This is our third, third or fourth time, I can't remember. And I just, oh man, this is so cool. This is so neat what God's doing here. And so the Lord just said to me, it's not enough. And I went, what do you mean? And he said, this building is not enough. It's not, it's not enough. I want to do more in here. And I said, um, I, I, the Lord said to me, windows. And I said, uh, okay, Lord, you know, give me some more stuff. You know, I want to be discerning. I want to hear. I want to get the interpretation here. And so uh, he said, streams pouring in. And so I quickly turned to Isaiah 43 and uh, verse 19, and it says, Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. And other translations say streams in the desert. And I felt like streams were going to be pouring into here. I felt like um, the sunlight was pouring in. The sun was going to be rising upon Mooresville. The light is going to be drawing nations and the, you guys need to be praying Psalm 2 where it says, Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. I mean, you've got flags of everywhere that you've all visited and I think that's a prophetic statement. Nations will be drawn unto you. I believe there's actually going to come a day for this church um, and I, I, I think every year um, you, you, uh, I would encourage you to do this. We're actually the numbers of the church. I saw a vision of um, uh, everybody in the church standing hand in hand and that the, um, the numbers of the church would actually be able to surround the whole building. I don't think you could do that right now. But I, I do feel like there's large numbers coming to one year where you're going to get to the place where the whole numbers of the people would 
hand-holding hand hands will be able to surround this whole building. But I also had this, I didn't say anything to Marianne, but I've had it every time we've been here, that uh, you're going to have to build again. And um, it's, uh, I'll tell you what, I've, I've been a pastor, for, and I don't, pastors don't like to hear that kind of stuff necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have, but, you know, it's a headache to build, honestly. Um, we've been through several building programs, and you're worrying about money, and, you know, pastors aren't supposed to worry, but, you know, you know, we we, we do have issues, you know, we're stubborn. <laughs> Is anybody here that wants to write a large check right now? <laughs> and I've also felt this, and I think I, I did this the last time I was here. I want to pray for the men. Did I do that the last time? I, I feel like the, the men of this church, uh, for some reason, you're in this church, but there's a certain destiny upon the men of this congregation. Um, and I, I feel like uh, uniquely, like uh, almost... Um, you've gone through a process uh, like not everybody gets to play in the NFL. And I feel like, you know, you go through a whole se a season of, uh, you know, being trying out and getting cut. And I feel like right at this point, the men of this church have qualified for high calling. And, and in a certain way, it's a commendation, but in another way, it's a real challenge um, for you to... Uh, uh, rise to the call to answer the destiny that's upon you and to and to prepare for the season that you're about to enter into. It, almost like an NFL season, you peak for that. And so I, I'd like to, you know, pray for the men. I don't need to pray for every one of you, but uh, if the men could come up when 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 the service is over, I'd like to to do that. Uh, this this woman, I love my wife. She's a great lady, and God's been really using her. And stuff, and so I've really learned when she's getting stuff from the Lord, it's re it, it, it really speaks to my family and to our church. So she's she's a great lady of God. Amen. Yes. Um, I just want to I want to testify before Tom prays for the men because last time Tom was here, I don't I'm sure you probably most of you remember the graphic uh, nature of what he spoke on. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the phrase was that you men have had your stones broken. And, um, I, it's, and he apologized in advance for using that, but prophetically, he, when he came the last time, it completely changed my life. And that word, I just want to testify this, and I apologize in advance, but the Lord gave me new stones. When when you when you spoke that, I actually forgot what I had spoken yeah. of. Now I, I, I really remember. Yeah, but but the the reason why I say that is because I I think the men really need to receive what Tom is saying and, and and his wife. It's really for us at this moment, and if you receive it, it will change you. So. Amen. If I could close with saying this, what what we all need to understand is the sovereign protection that God has upon our destiny. Honestly, I've looked at a lot of this stuff concerning, there's a unique thing concerning the end times and how God uniquely protects His people in those unique times. When I'm telling you Revelation 6, it says, hurt not the oil and the wine. We're the oil and the wine. And the Lord was going to call famine upon the earth. I believe this is one of the seals in the book of Revelation that's already been opened. And he says, 
But make sure when that seal is open, and it's a dispensation of time that comes open to the world, he says, make sure you hurt not the oil and the wine. And you look in Revelation 7, he also puts a seal on people's foreheads, um, which I believe is a seal of the Holy Spirit. And there, he's talking about the earth and hurt not the earth, hurt, hurt not these things, and hurt not those that are sealed in their forehead. And so there's a special dispensation of protection. And I, I think it makes you want to, you, you go into the fight that we have with this confidence that God's watching over us. And I, I honestly believe that these are our moments, and I'm just repeating myself, these are moments of great destiny, particularly, particularly for the church and for the men. These are times for us to arise and provide stability and strength for our churches, our families, and our nation. Amen. Okay, we want all the men who would like to come up, respond. It's a good word. As they come, Luis is going to... Say one sentence. Just one sentence. I, I should have said this before, uh, but if you don't say God, it's going to kill me. I just, it's in, and it is that, uh, please don't, don't kill me, God. Um, but uh, it's that I really feel that this word came to my mind. I have a plan and a purpose for you. I have a plan and a purpose and and we'll see that it's going to be unfold into in front of our eyes and and it's it's like a it's like a wave that is coming it's like a you know that tsunami wave and it's going to hit hard so we need to be ready when that happens we need to be ready to to embrace the people that are going to be uh coming to the church of the as a result of that Okay, the Lord's obviously speaking to men and women, but the Lord's calling the men to get their house in order. Uh, I'd like to also invite the young men, young guys over there that are sitting over there. You guys are up and coming. Bradley, you guys, Drew, Brian, you guys, why don't y'all come up here? You guys are men. Any other young men in this room? You're, you're a man. Uh, you, any of you. And Tom's going to pray for you. And I believe there's going to be an impartation that's going to come on you. And if you you want to receive that by faith. And uh, after we do that, you can be dismissed in the Lord.